force will be with you. Always. I didn't know what uh, I, I honestly don't know what's all going on in the uh, world of Star Wars other than the Bad Batch, but I don't know if there's anything like big news or anything. <laughs> I've been kind of off the radar of of late. I know you've not been here for a month. Uh, I know, and that's it's, it's well. Last weekend it was uh, it just happened to work out that, or the last time we would record it just happened to work out that way. Uh, like I said, uh, in three mondays uh not this coming up monday not the next but the following my daughter will be here so like we've just been getting stuff done around here and she's been awfully big and the last time we went to record we we were we weren't going to be here anyway and then she wanted to she was hungry i was hungry so you know what i just took her to uh feed her and the little guy and stuff and then you know just trying to do that husbandly and fatherly duty you know yeah, zach was a great co-host we talked no. about one of the dead eye Great, there was great episodes in the in the episode that you and uh Clay did with uh, I can't remember his name on Rising Star. Ryan. Very very good too because as someone that didn't read it, uh you guys walked me through, you gave me enough tidbit, you actually interested me and like you guys said there was still more in there to be found. So I thought that was a really good episode. Uh, even though it was spoiler filled, like you still you still walk people through enough without explaining every, you know, beat by beat, then you know, chapter by chapter. So I, I thought it was very well done. My hats <laughs> off to you guys. <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. Uh, so we're just going to roll right into it. Hello, sure. everyone. Um, This is Star Wars Alliance, your home on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Podcast Network for any and all things Star Wars. Um, Joining me today for the first time in a month, like I said, <laughs> is Nathan, co-host of Star Wars Alliance. Been yes. missing, but yes. Got a lot going on. So. Got a lot. Got a lot going on. And uh, while we're sitting here, and I'm just kind of running it through my head, uh, I think I'll be able to get one more show in, and then the baby will be here. And I think the next time we record will be like fresh off that week. So I may miss one more. Like with if the kids only a week old, and my wife maybe. But I, other than that, I should be ready to roll. But I think you know I should be should be here. Well, today. it works out. It works out because next week, next episode, we're gonna do Darth Bane: Path of Destruction. Yes. And then the following episode will be Out of Shadows by Justina Ireland. So you can miss that. So that, that might that might actually work out perfect because you know be fresh off. She'll still be coming from surgery because, like I said, we you know so like it, yeah. You know what? That might just work out perfectly. Sometimes you know the force works in mysterious ways. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You want to roll us through the podcast paperwork? Oh field? God, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, Katie said it's been a month, but I think I, it's like riding a bike, right? I can I can still get it. Uh, we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, where you can find a plethora of shows, nine shows in total, one one show for every day of the week. Uh, on Mondays, we have World's Finest True Believers one week and alternating weeks with Ranger Alliance. Uh, Tuesday is DC Alliance, uh, and those guys go live Monday nights. So if you want to see those, them guys, uh, those guys live, you can see them there. Wednesdays is now Superhero Discussions. Uh, which is all your anime cover. Uh, Thursday is Katie's Day with rotating between Slice of Film and Star Wars Alliance. Uh, Friday now is where you can find Marvel Alliance since uh, Disney Plus releases their stuff on Wednesdays. It just makes it smarter, you know, makes it easier, and a little, you know, and they go live on Thursday nights. And then you have a nice little Friday episode to get you through the weekend for your Marvel content. 
And then on the weekend, we have, uh, it's our comic book rundown with uh, Jim, as he does. Uh, he covers Marvel and DC, respectively, on all the current and latest and greatest going on. So, you know, the, the ups and downs and all that, but he will, he will, he'll get you through all that. And then uh, we are an ad-supported network. We don't get to choose the ads, the volumes, how, the repetition of the ads, because my God, I cannot tell you how many times I've had ads literally play like four times in a row. And I go, what is happening? So like we don't get to control it. It even it even irritates us. And then uh, we are we do have a Patreon where one dollar just kind of kind of helps keep the blaster charged, you know, as just like a thank you. And then there's a five dollar tier that gets you early access to episodes, uh, ad free episodes, and exclusive content of other stuff that we may not typically talk about on any of the shows, but it's something all the hosts want to get together and talk about. Or it just might you know your favorite comic book movies. Whatever. There's a, there's a nice little uh, a nice little collection of patreon content now so you can get a quite a few pieces of content as they like to say in the in the podcast world and i think oh oh oh, and there is also now with marvel and dc they do have you can follow the geek ultimate alliance network you know on your podcast link and get everything you can do all that as normal but you can also do marvel and dc respectively if you know if some of the other stuff isn't your taste you just kind of want to hear those hosts or whatever just maybe you just want to hear dc content or just marvel uh, you can get those, and they are asking that you guys go in and rate and review on the, your podcatcher of choice. And I know DC is actually going to do some kind of giveaway to uh, Travis and Clay are. So it would behoove you to search their uh, the DC Alliance link and go in there and write them a uh, review. And uh, I think that is everything. Um, Marvel Alliance, excuse me. Marvel Alliance is actually doing a giveaway right now too, and it's oh, kind of relevant. Um, sorry. Oh yeah, the Star Wars, Wars book. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry because I remember hearing that and going, "I want to win that book." So yeah, I'm sorry. You're I know. Right. I was like, do I, qualify? Ah. "Do I qualify? Do I qualify?" Sorry, sorry, Chris and Brent. You know, my bad. But yeah, I forgot they're giving away. A, I know that Star Wars legend stuck out to me. So yeah, sorry. They they are giving doing a giveaway too. So they're giving away um, a new Black Widow omnibus. As well as a Star Wars Legends Old Republic omnibus, the, which is a volume one. So it's, um, I think they're doing like two more volumes after this. But mm -hmm. I was like, dang it, if I rate and review, do I do I qualify? Can I get that one specifically? Are those the ones? So, uh, I think aren't, aren't those the ones that have some uh, Revan adjacent material? Like he pops up in a couple of comics and stuff. I want I want to say that, like he may he may oh. make appear. Not like that he's a main character, but I want to say like there's. Uh, that he's either, I don't know I could be wrong because I've never read him but I, I thought that I I read that that he uh, he might pop up in that timeline from here and there here and there yeah because uh, as we were talking about the dark disciples or whatever I got like an hour left on the uh, the book and man I forgot how much I love the rise of Bane it's been a couple of years now since I did like I still remember the book but my god I, I forgot how much I like the rise of Bane and I'm, I can't wait to talk about that. I'm going to have to stop myself from not powering through the other two. Kind of destruction? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got, well, I just, the whole trilogy, I got to stop myself. And so that way we can, you know what I mean? We'll talk about, yeah. But I forgot, I forgot how yeah. much I really enjoyed that book. Uh, I also did some reading this morning. I, for the first time, read the Darth Maul comic, Son of Dathomir, which Ooh, takes place yes. after Palpatine captures him. They were basically the unused Clone Wars episodes. That after it got shut down, they did the comic, and I thought that one was really well done. And I would have really liked to see have seen that in the Clone Wars animation because it was it was a pretty good story. There would have been some good action beats, and uh, it's it's well worth the read. I I, I enjoyed that. 
Yeah, I know I said I was going to try and read it too, but it has yeah. fallen off. The I get it. Amazon sharing library thing. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I also got a little sand crawler that I found. So, you know, other, other <laughs> than that, I've been I've been doing a couple little Star Wars things here and there. But I saw this and I said, "Well, I gotta have that." It was only five dollars, so I got a little sand crawler. <laughs> Let's get into the news. Um. Oh no, I did not want to share a video file. So we have I, a lot more than I thought we were going to have to talk about. But um, so first things first, um, Hasbro is releasing a Black Series Dave Filoni figure. <laughs> Dave, you've made it. You've officially made it. Trapper Wolf. Um, and I was going to look up the other guy uh, who's uh, Carson something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some promising news about like him potentially getting one, which I hope he does. Cause he was so excited about being a member of the star Wars universe. Sure. So I just want that for him. Um, and then you've got the, uh, scene in a new hope, uh, with hit Obi-Wan cutting off the dude's arm. The cantina. Um, yeah. The That's cantina, awesome. uh, vintage figures. I mm-hmm. I'm not into toy stuff. Mm-hmm toy action figure whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. so this is it this is just as she just offended 90 percent of our fan base she's like these yeah this motherfuckers with their toys go home and go to bed i really don't <laughs> care if y'all like this stuff like I it's know. just not for me i know like, i know i collect my books i have the nice rising storm out of print 50 dollar books so I have a lot of things that I like to tell myself that when my son gets older, like he's going to appreciate it and he'll take care of my, I've been saying since I've got him all the like, yeah, that's going to be for him. But I just really like to look up a lot of it. But, and then when I had to give the, my room up for my daughter's room, uh, putting it all away, I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't get to look at it all. It's all in, you know, totes all stacked away, nice and neat. And I'm just, I'm just kind of sad. Yeah. <sighs> um, the next bit of news this is something that I wanted to talk about, like, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ronin is a Star Wars Visions novel um, that we had gotten word about probably, like, six months ago. Um, it's being written by Emma Mieko Kandon. And here's the cover. Uh, we I should have probably pulled up the trailer first um, for Visions. Mm-hmm. But this is based on one of the... Um, one of the visions animation anime excuse me very important mm-hmm. uh anime studios um like short so it looks like visions is going to be like five minute episodes like just short films um and so this one is based on one of them you can, and you can pack a lot into five minutes of animation yeah it's it it looked very impressive in the trailer and i am going to bring that up so people who are watching on youtube right now or later um can see that but uh they did also publish the summary that's going to happen that is a a part of the book excuse me y'all like my brain is completely fried right now (laughs) so it sounds very interesting um it goes into ronin is a former sith who's walking uh, who's wandering the galaxy uh, and runs into kind of the Jedi. And the Jedi in this story are the most loyal servants of the Empire. Um, it breaks it down and says, two decades ago, Jedi clans clashed in service defeating lords 
Thickened by this endless cycle, a sect of the Jedi rebelled, seeking to control their own destiny and claim power in service of no master, calling themselves the Sith. So what did you think about like that part of the summary? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't. Okay, so I'm in a weird like predicament with this because like I I I do really like anime. Like I'm I've been recently recently been watching a lot more. Like I've always been Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing, and then more recently like Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer, whatever. So like I'm into it, but I'm not necessarily a fan of my. For instance, like uh, my comic books in like anime form, because uh, like it, to me they're like there's there's two great flavors that don't mix. Like here's a great example, and it's not, and it's only one example. And there's well, there's a couple other, but like here's like uh, DC did that Batman Ninja where they did. Oh yeah, I hated that. Oh, I got I got up and turned it off. I got up and turned. I never turned. I will sit. Th- I watched fan fan four stick in the theater and did not get up and leave. Okay, I paid money and watched that 2015 thing and stayed the whole time. All right, so that'll tell you how badly I'll do. Like, and I got up and turned it off. Uh, there's uh, Marvel did this thing with the anime animation studios where they did like X Men, they did Wolverine, Blade, and uh, somebody else. Like, oh, Iron Man, and. Uh, like when you're starting to watch the X-Men one, which would, it, they're not as bad, but like it just irks me because like they, they're, they're doing a lot. They, it's just their styles that don't mix to me. You know what I mean? So like I really like these things. So I'm not sure how I'm going to like uh, their interpretation of Star Wars or putting it through, you know, taking the tools of Star Wars and putting it through their, you know, civil. You know, I just I don't know. It's a lot of times that doesn't work for me. Now, that's not every time, but. I, I mean, I'll give it a chance, but I wouldn't be surprised if I go, eh, okay, that's not for me with this. I, I, I don't know. I, I know that sounds strange, but that's how I am. But also with it being, I think it's 10 studios, because each sure. studio kind of did their own episode. So their interpretation of Star Wars, one Absolutely. studios may not be for everyone, but then this one may turn around, turn you around and go, okay, yeah, I really liked this short film out of, out of oh. 10 out of all 10 of them like there might be two or three like i could like all 10 of them i could like five two one like you're right there's others there's with 10 different styles and then 10 different studios there's i i would be very shocked if i didn't like any of them you know what i mean but just for the mm-hmm. most i'm just going off you know my from what i know of myself so far stuff that you know what i mean I, usually that doesn't tend to work for me so uh, the, but out of like you said out of 10 different studios i could see one of them go back that right there you know so i i who knows i'm gonna give it a chance it's just right now i'm a little you know i'm just trying to open myself up to it yeah and we'll talk more about visions kind of later on but this is based on one of them the visions animated stories in and of itself are not canon however this one there's no word on if this is canon or not with it being based on with it being based on a story in not necessarily like reflective of it because that's what they were specific about in the star wars news um article like it could be but it also could not be and it just could just be something that's the author spoke to it and it's like so it just it could apply to just different fans is what i'm saying but this book comes out october 12th Mm -hmm. um it sounds really interesting going back up to the cover you've got it looks like a really cool lightsaber, but you've also got a lightsaber sheath right here. 
Mm-hmm. So like following on like the typical samurai feel. That's, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like something like that's automatically going to go, and that just doesn't sit right with me. Like like I said, if this is any other story, a dude comes out with a sheath and a sword, I'm like, yes. But it's Star Wars. I'm going, that's not how lightsabers work. And yeah, I know it, it's with know it being it's older, like because it. this is all based it. older. Hey, so they might I'm not be psycho. able to turn. If you I haven't know. noticed, I'm a psycho, so I, I get it. You know, I I understand it doesn't make any logical sense. That's just how I work. <laughs> I'm just like with it being kind of potentially an older story, they might not be able to turn the lightsaber on and off, and it j- literally just is that's, that's a, a good sword. Point. If it's twenty thousand years ago, the... right? If it's twenty thousand years ago and it's still, you know, you know, space travel and all that, but it's technically like they're in the Stone Age. Of it. You're right. Like that could be their first. Like were they? Well, they're almost like the toys where it's just the rod and then you flick it on like your kids got one then it lights yep. up. So, you know, it could be something like that. <coughs> and then some, somebody on Twitter asked Delray, is this like a cybernetic beard? And Delray had an interesting response to that with being like, oh, it's a lot more than that. So this could be interesting, but it doesn't. Can I zoom in? A cybernetic beard. Because it doesn't look like the rest of his hair, so it's it's something. So what if it's just like chin armor? What if it's just like chin armor and like he's got like a chin attack or something? Because man, if you watch anime, there's some crazy power stuff. Like people would do some weird powered shit. Like he's just got a super powered chin. He's his headbutt motherfuckers with his chin. You know, just getting in there after him. I guess. I guess. (laughs) Uh, in the Star Wars world, it'll be some kind of way to like harness the force through him to focus it or so. Well, I mean, if you go back to the Old Republic, uh, Malak, the Revan ended up cutting the bottom of his jaw off and he had to have like a metal implant around the whole bottom of him to yeah. talk. So maybe it's just a, like a battle scar and he just kind of has to put that on. I don't know. Yeah. But if Del Rey's talking about it in those terms, then it's it's going to have some kind of fancy, uh, fancy little thing to it, I'm sure. Well, and Tom talked about how much this story like challenged him as an editor, like trying really? to just think outside the box. So I'm really excited. Like, um, mm-hmm. I haven't read a lot of Emma's work, but should should be interesting. Um, this story, I found it. It's based on the duel, which is one of the vision shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feel she said it feels like a period drama a la Akira Kurosawa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, definitely like, very like here, so like Seven Samurai and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, looks to be a character study through the duelist singular lens. It's also something else. Reflect parts of the author's own story as well as a Star Wars movie made me get representation, and I've tried to honor that feeling in this book for my own sake and for other people. So, we'll see how it goes. Sure. sure. October 12th, it comes out right before my birthday. So I figure this is like the book that's meant to be. Comes out right after my birthday. So, you know. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So I'm not going to share my screen for this one. But uh, uh, Tamir Morrison has been doing a lot of interviews for one of his films that's about to come out. Um, And so he talked about who's going to be directing episodes of the for the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, he kind of um, let it slip on accident or something, right? Didn't he? Like, he kind of just threw it out there, and they were like, oh. <laughs> yep. Um, so we've got Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. John Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Dave Filoni. 
uh, which yes. are all four uh, directors that we've seen on The Mandalorian. I'm really excited to see more from Bryce. Like, I really have loved the episode she's put forward for The Mandalorian. So I'm curious to see yeah. what they've, what episode they've got her on for The Book of Boba Fett. See, and that, that's interesting. And I know they could be doing multiple episodes, but I heard like somebody mentioned that they think it might be only a four episode series. So with the, you naming those four names, like that's a number that's like that they'd heard. Now, I don't I don't know if this person has any. That's just a little thing, that scuttlebutt that I heard. Who knows if it has any validity? But with you saying that there's just four directors, may, maybe. But I know a lot of time like, uh, you know, like Dave will do two or maybe Bryce or what, you know, so who knows? Maybe it could be a typical eight and they're all, they're each doing two. Right. Well, and I think I think we heard that Robert Rodriguez is going to be directing multiple episodes. So I don't okay, know so if that's what it is. Be four okay. episodes. See, like I said, maybe maybe I don't, like I said, I have no idea what if that holds any water. It's just water. That's mm -hmm. just something that I heard. So who knows? Maybe maybe I dreamt it and it just stuck in my head. But that just sticks out in my head for some reason. Yeah. So, yeah, so the new Star Wars Newsnet article has the quote. Um, in an interview last month, Samir Morrison said that Robert Rodriguez directed a few more, which would indicate Ooh, the episode count will be higher than four. He also said that there are some wonderful directors involved, which we don't know if there, it's an indication of new names that were brought in or not. Good. Because remember, in the past, we've been told, oh, yeah, these people are directing uh, some episodes like for Mandalorian season two, but we also didn't know who was directing two episodes for mm -hmm. Mandalorian season two until those, literally those episodes came out and that's how we found out who directed them. So mm -hmm. never know. <laughs> um, little bit on Patty Jenkins rogue squadron. Um, so she is in charge completely of the first movie for after the Skywalker saga. How do you feel about that, Nathan? I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. I really to see like what... Wonder Woman one, but she had a little more, <laughs> she had a, she was a little more of a collaborative effort and in Wonder Woman two, they kind of let her do what she want. And I'm, I mean, some people really like that movie. Other people went, what the hell happens? So take that for what you will. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it leans a little more towards Wonder Woman 1 versus Wonder Woman 1984. Awesome. That movie was awesome. Uh, the first one was great. <laughs> but I saw some promising things with like the cinematography and how sure. shots looked when sure. they were flying. That really makes me excited for like some of the X-Wing parts. Um, so she had an interview with The Hollywood Reporter where she was asked about how the development of Rogue Squadron is going. Um, she said, it's going amazing. I've been on it already for six months before I, I had been on it already for six months before I e even announced it. So we're pretty deep into it. We're finishing a script, crewing up, and it's all going wonderful. I'm so excited about the story and excited that we're the next chapter of Star Wars, which is such a responsibility and such an opportunity to really start some new things. It's really exciting in that way. Still no indication if this is going to be completely whole new era, if it's going to take place in the sequel trilogy era, like in between that gap, or is it going to take, we don't know if it's going to take place in the Imperial timeline of like uh, the actual rebellion, you know, so we, we don't know, do we? We don't have any, or is it going to be uh, during the High Republic era? Is it going to be a hundred years after the Skywalkers? Like we still don't have any indication on that, do we? 
No, we don't. Okay. I figure so the film is set to debut in December of 2023. So they've got to start filming soon, which means we're going to be hearing some casting announcements, which would kind of give us a direction of where it's going or when it's going to be occurring. Um, However, like they could choose to keep some stuff secret. Like if it's a after sequel trilogy, but still in that kind of era, you might choose to keep Oscar Isaac's cameo a secret Mm -hmm. um, to kind of help conceal those um efforts similarly with like after um return of the jedi it's true they're gonna bring admiral holdo in holdo's gonna be the big cameo reveal at the end of rogue squad you heard it here first guys you heard it here first (laughs) that would be that would be if it's in the original trilogy (laughs) era um (sighs) she was also asked um about kind of the difference in how star wars films are made and um, the specifically referenced with a vast and ever-expanding canon of interconnected storytelling, checks and balances are always in place, even when directors are given a full blessing of creative license. So mm. what is working on Star Wars like for Jenkins so far? And she said, it's an entirely different way of working. I'm on the phone with all of them and doing Zoom meetings with everybody involved in Star Wars all the time. I'm fairly free to do the story that we want to do, but you really need to know who's done what who's doing what, where it goes and how it works and what designs have been done before. It's a whole other way of working that I'm getting up to speed on. What do you think about that? I think it's interesting. Like I've, like I've always thought like, and we've talked about this on before, but with Star Wars, there's definitely more checks and balances from the story group and Kathleen Kennedy a lot more than kind of necessarily in other places. Um, like we know Warner Brothers is very free right now with whatever story they're telling. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, so very true. Very true. Um, I I always feel like this is gonna be a little more limiting with what they're going to choose to do, and especially with this being Disney's first film after the sequel trilogy, they really need to kind of step up and make their own mark, which is why I think they're going to lean more towards the sequel era and kind of build on that as their arena. See, um, and I kind of, I agree with you that I think it's going to be set in time inside the timeline, but my, my best guess is with, with exactly what we're doing now with Mandalorian and everything and Mandalorian and everything else is we're filling in the time from between because we've got the clone. We've got it. You know, we did Rebels. We've got the Clone Wars we're doing Bad Batch now. We basically got that time sealed up. The Bad Batch is showing us the transition to the Empire. Well, now we're, I think we're going to start filling those gaps in from Return to Force Awakens. And so I, I really do think it's going to be set in that timeline, especially with the way she said that she has to... Add, not ask, but talk about other movies that are in development and what has been done and where it's co- and where it's going. So, so to me, that would say she's locked into our main timeline. Is, is my interpretation because if if uh, she wasn't locked into the main timeline, she's either locked into that one or she's locked into the High Republic time because that could be two. Because she with the, having to check about all this stuff. Because let's just say if, if they were saying, uh, "Hey, Patty, you know your Rogue Squadron. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be." 500 years after the Skywalker saga, she wouldn't necessarily have to check except for character designs. There wouldn't be any canonical anything unless she was going to refer to old ancient history. Or 
if they let's just say she did to do it, you know, a hundred years before. Well, I guess we're in the higher code, though. Six hundred years before, uh, you know, the main Phantom Menace. You know, what I mean, it just it would to me it seems like it's going to be in one of our one of our two timelines because why else would she have to check so much about what has happened and where it's kind of going? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I still lean it, and I do agree with you. It's either going to be original trilogy or it's going to be sequel trilogy. I think sequel. I'm, I'm, After, leaning, I'm leaning sequel. I I think it's going to be sequel, and primarily it's because she's talked so much about her father being an influence here mm -hmm. with his fighter pilot experience and kind of that legacy of what that leaves. So to me, especially with the whole stance, uh, like she's read Michael Stackpole's Rogue Squadron books, which if you haven't read them, again, Talk about them a lot. Right. Highly, you, you recommend. highly recommend them. Yeah. Every time, every time they come up, you you sing their praises. Yes. <laughs> Can't help it. And, what, and help that it. takes place in, and that takes place after Return, or is it in the time right before after Return? After Return. Okay, so it does take place right after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. See, that's the but area I think to, we're going in. To me, I think you with those. Mm -hmm. I think. And it's hard because they're movies versus books. Because if this yeah. was a book, I definitely think this would be sequel trilogy era. But with it being a movie, Disney's mm. probably like, okay, yeah, I can step on that. But to me, also, it it seems more legacy focused. Whereas Rogue Squadron in the original trilogy kind of says, okay, I'm going to kind of just build the New Republic. But okay. if you go sequel trilogy, then you've got wedge Antilles, who's kind of gonna lead really lead your building of your empire here and also be able to talk about those war stories that were in the original trilogy era setting up the new republic then and kind of building just on a legacy of what things could be you could also have it balanced between the two where wedge like we've talked about this before but like wedge telling you don't think wedge will be in it i think she's gonna do her own characters i think it i if we're gonna see one, Wedge could be a cameo. Wedge could be the like, like they're in some shit, and all of a sudden, like at a, you know, almost like the Mandalorian, like Luke Skywalker coming in. Only it's Wedge. They get the alert, of like wee 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 wee, you know, and it's like, oh my god, oh no, and Wedge pulls up, and he just knock, he just mo knocking him down. You're like, yeah, but I think I think Wedge, is, I don't think he's the focus. I don't think he's, I think he's the cameo. I think we're more likely to get completely original characters or a Hera Syndulla. Adjacent, somebody in in the Hera timeline, if not Hera herself, out there in the in the battle lines, making her squadron. See, I don't think somebody like that. I, I really don't see. I honestly, God, I don't think it's Wedge, and and it's because because Disney, I there's just a, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of things going on in the world today that they will not. If Wedge is not going to be. I get. Maybe a side character or a quick introduction of like, hey, Wedge gives us our 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 orders and he goes on. But it cameo at the most. See, and I can see that for the sequel trilogy, but completely all original characters in like the original right after the original trilogy. I don't think that's going to happen because you've got characters to reference, whether it be in the movie where they survive or kind of just in the books. And we know they've been tying in books. Okay, so you can't just say they're going to do original you're right. characters. You're, you're so. right. I, that's just my gut feeling. That's just my gut feeling is, is Patty going all original. But what you said with, with her father and like her real life experience and that legacy, Wedge would be a good. So like I'm not I'm not completely discounting you at all because you, I, your, yeah. your argument is completely valid. And I, I would and I would love that. I just don't see it happening. And, you know, yes, I maybe 
like I said, who knows? Maybe we get the plot synopsis next month and wedges front and center, and I'll be over here going, I'll eat a big bowl of crow and just be loving it. But <laughs> I just, I just don't think so. No, for for me, I just think, especially you're playing in a sandbox with characters already, and that's what she talked I, about. Absolutely, was doing trying to figure out who's done, who's doing what, who's done oh, what, who's going that. to do what. <laughs> yeah. So, even even if like. Wedge is like the, like, he's like the captain or like the colonel or the general, whatever. And even like, we just check in with him and he's, he's watching all the monitors being like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll take that. But I, cause I agree with you. I'd love to see that or, or anybody that we saw in that, in Return of the Jedi, like any of those people we could focus on to go on. But I, I don't know. Like I said, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm, ex I'm excited to see what she does. Cause she does have a, she does have a keen eye. I just, and. I, I don't know. I think she's. I think she's going to take this Star Wars uh, very seriously, and I think she's going to try to make a very heartfelt and just great action-packed Star Wars movie. Yep. But that's all I got to say on it. Unless you have anything else. No, I don't have anything else. Should we take our first ad break before we uh, jump in anything else, or you want to push on? Yes, let's take an ad break. We will be right back, y'all. Remember, we don't get to choose the ads. How many times do you hear the ad? Nor how loud they are. So go ahead and get those volume levels ready for us. And three, two, one. We'll be right back. And we are back. Thanks for listening, y'all. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it, y'all. Mm -hmm. Um. So, first things up. Uh, after the ad break, we have uh, Star Wars Visions. So this is a big one. Um, <coughs> so we've got, oh, no, I don't want to do that one. So Star Wars um, Visions will be premiering. Oh, gosh, I had it. Where, anyways, um, it's going to be premiering uh, September 11th. So um hmm. discussing film went ahead and tweeted kind of the imagery from each uh segment and then i'm going to play the trailer so if you're watching on youtube you can be prepared for that in a second um but the first story is tattooing rhapsody from studio colorado which is a star Man, wars it. rock opera featuring java boba fett and more see like that job does not sound does not sound appealing whatsoever, but that's just me. Like I said, that's just me. But for five minutes each, you can watch them. <laughs> but the, the art, like I'll not like the even if the stories aren't familiar, what they do, like they animation studios, like these people are top of the effing game when it comes to animation stuff. Like these are, yeah. they make some of the most realistic and gorgeous. Like they, like I, I'll never discount their art stuff because it is they, they do. I could never hope to do anything like that. Yeah, this is just really impressive. So exactly. Um, the next one is uh from Studio Trigger. It's mm -hmm. called The Twins, uh, which is the story of a brother and sister relationship inspired by Luke and Leia, but one struggles with the dark side. So, I was really impressed with this animation. And it's it's in the uh, trailer. Some of these shots, mm -hmm. like cool. I see. Like that one does kind of like I could uh, that one. If we're talking so far, that one appeals more to me. Where I go, okay, maybe that's more of my. You know, I, I can I can fall. All right. Okay. Um, Studio Trigger is called. Also produced the Elder, which follows a master and Padawan who encounter an unknown enemy. And this short film marks director. 
Masahiko Atsuka final work. I try, I'm trying, y'all. I'm really trying. <laughs> so you've got some stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ninth Jedi is produced by Production IG, which tells the story of a time when Jedi were only legends and follows the daughter of a Jedi lightsaber smith. Okay. Uh. Science Saru produced T.O.B. 1, and it's about a droid who dreams of becoming a Jedi. He's okay. a cute little guy. Mm-hmm. He's so See, cute. Okay, I, okay. I, that, that, the animation style is not necessarily... I don't know. That would maybe lower on my list, but okay. Next. <laughs> He's cute. He's just a cutie. Okay, that's, that's all disgusting that's all film they they included. Mm-hmm. But let's watch the special look. All right. See, like some of that stuff is whoa, looking real good. Mm-hmm. See, that's so cool. Oh, I know. Like, like I said, I've been watching a lot more anime in the last two years. Like, I've really been jumping up on my anime game, and man, yeah. they do some great work. The visuals that they can pull off an animation style is absolutely mind blowing. Like something like yeah. that, you know. Like there's your Ronin, the yeah. the duel. Yeah, and it's like, how does that like that comes out of somebody's mind? How do you know right. do the flowing and the, the cape work and the like oh you know what I mean, just the backgrounds, the environments. Yeah. People are just like, man, there are some talented people out there. And when I see stuff like this, I just realize how useless I am. I'm only good to work with my body and that's it, because everything else I do is garbage. I was going to make a joke. <laughs> you are a garbage man. Huh? I know. I know. <laughs> Damn it. You kind of set yourself up for I that. I did. I did. I set him up. You knock him down. Oh, this looks so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for this. Like I said, I'll check them. I, I will definitely check it out. I just don't know how oh. it'll sit with me. You know what I mean? Like I said, with from my all my caveats earlier. So we will do an episode right after these premiere, sure, and that we'll will go live, out. so we can get in on the reaction, yeah. the Astro yeah. Boy influence for this droid. I, you can tell. You can absolutely yeah. tell. And I've never seen Astro Boy. Like, like, like like that shot right there where they were on the ground. It was glowing shit. It's like oh, just gorgeous. Yeah. You're like, all right, that's not necessarily so much for me, but I get it. Star Wars is full of aliens. I know. They had a <laughs> they had a Bugs Bunny or a Roger Rabbit look like for, for in Legends for a long time. Uh he's made his return. Is it JoJo or Bo Bojo? Oh god, I, somebody somebody's somebody's screaming it right now, but I can't remember his name. Oh, he's flying like a jet. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so pretty. You, you know what I would like to happen next after this, uh, now that they have this relationship here with these studios? Yeah. I would like them to take whatever is the 
crispest and the best looking anime, the one that people go, whoa. It, and I would like them, I would like a Disney to give them structure them a box. Like uh, here, you're going to like almost like a Clone Wars episode, almost like here, make this in, in your style, whether it be a half hour, hour or whatever. So that way people could really see like what, you know what I mean? Because like I, you know, I'm the first one. I love Clone Wars animation. Like I, I love that mm-hmm. style, like Clone Wars Rebels, a Bad Batch now. Like I love all that. But like, take like, let's just say like, let's just take uh, the 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 Clone Wars final arc of of Maul and Ahsoka and stuff. Take those three episodes and give those to the studio that did like Attack on Titan or one of these studios. You know what I mean? Like these big these big blockbuster and do that exact same yeah. episode, but let them animate it because I want people to see like some people be like, oh my god, the Ooh, stuff that could be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, oh that clone the, the finale of Clone Wars looked beautiful. Like I, that was beautiful, the Ahsoka fight. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, you saw what they could do in just 2D animation, like that. Like, like, well, I'm not saying everybody hasn't, but there's a lot of people that haven't. Yeah. I would just like to see something like that. Give them the characters, give them a sandbox to play, but say, do it in your style. Like, here's here's your story. Here's your story. This just animate this for me. Yeah, that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, after after watching the trailer again and talking more about it, I am like, I'm. I'm trying to get out of my own head with it and just, you know, go into a space of like, yeah, all right, it's just five minutes. Let's see what we got. And just remember, it's not canon. So yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Star Wars Visions will arrive September 22nd on Disney Plus, and it's all going to drop at once. Um, so all 10 shorts will um, be coming down. Like we said, didn't have to fit into the timeline so they could tell whatever right. story they wanted to. Right. Um, it is an all-star lineup of anime studios yes. that have kind of joined in for this effort. So really impressive that Lucasfilm was kind of just able to get them all to coordinate, not necessarily coordinate, but also like just come together for this. Well, like, um, like in Japan, like they do like anime studios over there are ju- just as big as like big production companies for live action yeah. movies and stuff. If not some of them bigger, but like I said, De- Demon Slayer's manga and their movie and uh, like literally saved Japan's economy in the 2020 pandemic, literally. So the mom yeah. from from one anime, like the movie and the animated series that they did, and the manga, one you know, Demon Slayer, the property, literally helped save their economy and keep them afloat. Like so, that's how big these companies are over there. And I, I can't remember which one does that, but I'm just giving you the scale of yeah, you know, like it's that's not bottom level stuff here. Like you hear like old cartoon, you know, right? Like these be these are players over there. These are big companies. Yeah. Um. Star Wars Visions has been a long time coming. Uh, several panelists expressed their fandom for anime while also noting the influence that Japanese culture has had on Star Wars since the beginning. Um, Absolutely. So, and it wasn't a prerequisite, but the creators behind the Star Wars Vision shorts are all Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, let's go back to George Lucas and, and the Kurosawa influence of the Seventh Samurai. Like, you can see it in Obi-Wan. Like he, he's yep. in the Jets. He's the, he's the old he's the old samurai. He's the, he's been put you know retired. He's you know what I mean. And he has to come back to the fight and train the next generation of this young samurai. Yeah. It's literally like George used these. I don't want to say tropes, but these tools and put Star Wars on it, spun it around. You know, and like he did a lot of spaghetti western stuff too. But that was the brilliance of it. It was it was the old Flash Gordon stuff. He took all this stuff that influenced him that he loved as a kid, wrapped it all in one into Star Wars and threw it out there, which is why it's so universally like people everywhere everywhere can see yourself in some part of star wars you know what i mean like without anything that's why the original trilogy is so beloved and so many people because there was so much for everybody there's something for everybody in it you know yep 
Um, due to COVID-19, obviously, uh, Visions met with some production hurdles. Uh, working in a mostly remote production uh, made things especially complicated considering the differences in time zones and production pipelines because uh, there was an, uh, the ability to do a lot of travel. So sure. probably Lucasfilm would have gone to Japan and kind of, or they would have come here and said, okay, here's what we got, change things up. So. There were a lot of Zoom meetings and a lot of <laughs> emails and that. So I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the duel from mm-hmm. Kamikaze Duga infuses Star Wars with Japanese iconography. Uh, which is the basis that that shorts the basis for Ronin. Mm-hmm. Um, concept art features a samurai esque Jedi and Sith, an astromech droid with a straw hat, and more that embraces Japanese culture. It was just ir- irresistible. We were all overwhelmed when we saw this artwork. Um, the duel had director Taka Nobu Mizuno uh, had one goal. And he said he was really clear on that. He just wanted this to be a love letter to Star Wars. Um, that's what I like to hear, so. no matter where you're from. I said, you know what I mean? When any property you're working mm-hmm. on, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear, yeah. yeah, just I want to make a love letter to him. That's, that, that's how we do it. He said, our, wow, well, I don't know who this person is, but it's W-A-U-G-H said, the core theme of this short ends up being such a Star Wars story. The tale is ultimately about someone who must choose selflessness, a core Star Wars theme. As far as visuals, the duel will be told in black and white with splashes of color for certain elements, like lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gino Studios, Lop and Ocho, the visuals reflect reflect its messaging. The design style in the short really focuses on the collision between natural beauty and encroaching industrialization. Mm-hmm. Um, the short also features a space bunny person. Her name is Lop, 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 whatever you want to call her. <laughs> that's probably the person where you're like, ah, I don't know if that's right. No, yeah, 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 yes, I, that's exactly who I was referring to. And then, like I said, you know, there's a, there's in the old, in the old legend stuff, there was basically a, a Roger Rabbit knockoff, only like a buff Roger Rabbit out there that was flying around Han Solo and Counter Demon side. I can't remember his name, like I said, and I, it does. I, I can't even be bothered to look it up. I know because I'm an a-hole. But yeah, he he was out there doing stuff and was like a smuggler or like so he was out there doing things. So let's just put it that way. Um, Tatooine Rhapsody influenced the entire Star Wars Visions project, which is the um space rock opera one. Um, Tatooine Rhapsody was one of the first pitches Lucasfilm received. And though the far out concept initially caused some trepidation, that feeling soon changed. It allowed us to go, you know what? That's what Visions is going to be about. We're going to roll the dice. We're going to tell stories that we couldn't tell anywhere else. I get it. Uh, Triggers the twins and the elder were all for new spins on Hallmark Star Wars motifs. The twins subverts the idea of Luke and Leia and imagines a brand new set of twins born into the dark side and how far the brother will go to save a sister what oh god i got such a bad taste in my mouth with the subvert ah yuck thank you ryan johnson now every time i hear that yuck yuck that just that's an automatic that's a bone killer right there i could be ready to go and i hear i'm gonna sit bird just boom just done getting up and walking out yuck this is even (sighs) represented visually with a co-joined star destroyer the elder, I do however, love Star takes Destroyers. The- now I'm back in. I love Star Destroyers. <laughs> I'm back in. 
The Elder, however, takes a closer look at another kind of Star Wars bond. The Elder is a homage to a classic Star Wars master and Padawan relationship. You'll also find the dual meaning of the title after you watch the shorts. Okay. We got six more points. I just find all these interesting. Uh, the Village Bride by Kanemis Citrus follows a fallen Jedi, but not in a way you'd expect. The Guardian of Peace and Justice observes a local tradition in a far-off village through the eyes of a bride on the eve of her wedding day and an unexpected choice she must make to save her people. It's poetic, meditative, and romantically bittersweet. Science Saru's two shorts, Akakira and T.O.B. One, share a similar cartoonish style but different tone. Uh, so it's a Akakira... A, 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 a Kiri is a is a beautiful yet painful story about a princess. T oh that's a typo. <laughs> Look, okay, I gotta it's share right. this. Hey, hey, we'll we'll post look, we'll cover it and edit. Hey, we'll we'll edit this in post. It's all right. No, look, it it's gonna bug me. So this is T O B one and T B O one. Uh, Come on, Star Wars, you gotta edit your dicks. stuff better. <laughs> uh is a more heartwarming fair, mm -hmm. cute and fun story of an adorable droid who dreams to be a Jedi. Okay. Science Saru founder draws influence from many of the same sources as Star Wars. Uh, Lucasfilm was especially excited to work with production IG makers of the Ninth Jedi. Uh, they're true anime pioneers from Ghost in the Shell to the anime sequence oh, in yeah. Kill Bill. Bizma, yeah, that's a play. There you go. Noise. <laughs> the Ninth Jedi is an absolutely epic story, according to Rhymes, no, no, but no, it no, actually no. began as two separate shorts. One was said to be in a time when Jedi have fallen into legend and need to come back as darkness threatens the galaxy with the daughter of a lightsaber smith seeking out the Jedi and delivering their weapons. The other story was to be told from the point of view of eight warriors coming together, learning if they are indeed Force-sensitive and can trust each other. Ultimately, the decision was made to combine the stories in order to achieve something on a grander scale. We brought those two tales together to create something really epic and special. They had us at Lightsaber Smith. <laughs> While all the shorts have original scores, there's something extra special about the music for the Ninth Jedi. The score was recorded at the Musa Kawasaki Symphony Hall, an acclaimed modern venue. Okay. Star Wars fans who don't know anime, fear not. Lucasfilm is confident that you'll find something to enjoy in Star Wars Visions. These things go together like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> so hopefully they love this combination as much as everybody on this panel does. So. Uh, I got a feeling that they're probably not going to reach that many people. But it's, it's there, though, for the people it does get. Exactly. There's a lot of people uh, who love Star Wars. They're gonna look at that and go, "What the fuck? I don't even watch Clone Wars. Get the fuck out of here with this shit." You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're gonna draw more anime fans with Star Wars. <laughs> sure. So maybe, maybe that's what they're gambling on. Possibly because I that's people people know what Star Wars is. They know what anime is. And like I said, like I, I, maybe it's worth. It's not. It's it's not a bad idea. It's worth. It's worth a gamble. Yep. Okay. So. A cool bit of news that's not necessarily like Star Wars universe related, 
but it kind of is. Um, the National Air and Space Museum is going to display Poe Dameron's X-Wing from the Rise of Skywalker. Nice. It's going to start displaying in 2022, uh, and they're working on uh, kind of restoring flies. it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they're working on restoring it and making sure it can uh, be like kind of preserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so wouldn't that be the shit the reason like, behind you, you just looked up in the sky and like you thought it was a plane but no it's like an x-wing that they actually made fly that's like actually you like holy shit um the reason behind the decision to showcase the starship from a star wars film is to highlight how important these works of fiction actually are for the development of new air and space vehicles as they often inspire people all over the world to look to the sky and stars well shouldn't we put the millennium falcon up there then because that was like the inspiration know, right? of all the inspiration. Again, if we're doing it, and the and the, and the Enterprise. Like, if we're going to be real about it, let's put the Enterprise and the Falcon up there. Because those are what really got people going, you know what? We should make some crazy shit. Um, oh, I was, I was trying to see because they had... Uh, will be the first Star Wars vehicle to join long-term display at the museum since the Myth of Magic ag- exhibit in 1997. So maybe they did have a Millennium Falcon and uh, Enterprise in there Falcon at some point. Right. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, but this one's also <laughs> like it's the real size, so they may only have a specific amount of space. You know, if you'd stop smoking, that help a lot. <laughs> yeah, be all right. Get a headache. <laughs> um. Next up, the Clone Wars. See, I didn't think we had much to talk about, but there's actually a lot to talk about. Uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars has landed three Daytime Emmy Award nominations. Nice. Because uh, they premiered roughly after the the show ended after the Emmy nominations last year. So it qualifies for this year's. Um, nice, nice. So they had... Uh, outstanding writing team for a daytime animated program. Um, Where's the other one? Outstanding writing team for a daytime animated program, outstanding music direction and composition for a preschool children's or animated program and outstanding sound mixing and sound editing for a daytime animated program. Good. So, uh, the awards, awards. Yeah. The award ceremony will be this weekend, so we will know next episode if they get anything or not. And last, but certainly not least, I gotta re-share my screen. The Tempest Runner audio drama with Lorna D on the cover. We got a cover reveal. Um, and a synopsis on the audio drama. So this is by Kevin Scott once again. Uh, Kevin is, has been really busy for the High Republic um, so props to you, Kevin, and you did a masterpiece work for The Rising Storm. So can't wait to see how this goes. Um, but it comes out August 11th and will focus on uh, Lorna D, who holds the uh, Tempest Runner title in the Nihil hierarchy. Um, so it had a summary. I'm not going to read it. Um, <laughs> read it yourself. Because I'm lazy. Right. <laughs> um yeah plus yeah, we like told you it's you, coming you guys can do the you can do the legwork if you really want to read it or find out what it's about it is on starwars.com so uh 
if you want to go read it there, you can. Uh, but it comes out pretty soon. So it actually comes out a month from today, which is when we are recording. Uh, plus, it, I think when I read the synopsis, I read it after I finished The Rising Storm. And it kind of has some spoilers in it, I feel like. So that's also why I don't want to read it. Because I don't know who's read what and everything. So um, it is on StarWars.com. So you can read it there. Uh, I already pre-ordered it on Audible as well. And the synopsis was there too. So if you pre-order it, then you'll be able to read it. Um, we don't know if this one's going to get a script book or not. But I would assume so based on kind of the production of... Uh, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost and the Doctor Afra. Uh, that it will get a script book at some well, point. So wasn't it? Uh, they weren't going to do one for Dooku, but fans were like, yeah, "I'd like to put this on my fucking shelf." And they were finally like, "All right, all right, we'll do it." And then with Afra, they just straight up did it. They were like, "You know what? We're just gonna we're gonna do the." I don't know if it was simultaneously, but I, they had already had that one in the works. I do believe. I, I, I right. I'm pretty sure Dooku was after the fact, and it was just because fans were like, yeah. "Hey, come on." Well, so Dr. Afro was not a, a script book uh, when it first came out. It, the script book came out like three months afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Dooku Jedi lost one. There was actually several fans who kind of brought to the attention of Del Rey, like, hey, we've always been able to read this, but they're deaf. So they were like, hey, Dooku's one of my favorite characters. I'd really love to be able to read this. And Audible at one point was like, doing closed captioning Mm -hmm. for their stuff Mm -hmm. um but they came under fire because technically that's not what they're licensed to uh sell these books for so So it was like bump two bumps space bump 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 i'm just fucking with you i'm just fucking with you (laughs) you get what i'm saying i know i get it i'm a dick and i'm sorry Forgive you. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I Lorna D has been a fairly popular character, mm-hmm. especially from the Night Hill. Uh, so I would imagine that they're gonna do a script book for this as well. Um it may just be a later publication. There's no news on it yet. So okay. um so, with that is it main event? Time? Ad break. Okay, ad break and then well, I guess not main event, but you know what I mean main event exactly because yeah. i'm feeling i'm i'm with you but we'll, let's take our ad break and we'll get into that because i am with you <laughs> yep we'll be right back y'all and we're back right, thanks so, for listening y'all well sorry so you know uh you're right i'm glad that we had more news than that because uh if we're if if we would have just had this whole episode be bad batch it would have probably been a fairly short episode because man i, I mean we katie and i haven't talked i've listened to the episode so I, i've heard what she's but like are we just like spinning the wheels and going through the motions? Like, because there are some background stuff that is like, I feel like all this little background things of like how the empire's going, we could have put that into like a mini series of like a three episode mini series. Been good because this rest of this shit is all filler. I'm really trying to figure out, and people have said, and we're y'all. There is gonna be spoilers. We're gonna go just straight into it. Episodes yeah, yeah, ten yeah. and eleven for yeah. the Bad Batch, because I don't feel like segregating this crap out because right. like it just kind of. This- because people for episode 11 were like crosshairs in this episode predominantly so he's part of the bad batch so that's a completely fair point sure completely fair and i realized it's valid valid. yeah and a lot of people are like oh small galaxy right well yes a Mm -hmm. this is supposed to be about the bad batch (laughs) absolutely not one character sure sure not Oh, the Bad Batch is in it for two minutes, so we're good. I'm 
and I, don't get me wrong, I loved seeing Hera, and I loved getting yeah. to kind of see how she gets her start. And I imagine the next episode's going to be a part two, and probably the Bad Batch, like rest of the crew, is going to come in and help like pull her out and everything. I imagine that's what's going to happen. Sure. But what the heck? This is episode eleven. We have five episodes left. Now, Where is the plot going? Okay, so like if 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 these two episodes specifically were a part, like in season four of the Clone Wars. I would have been like, yep, yeah, okay, this is right, because I want to know more about this. Like, it's more of a Ryloth putting in, like, the, what's happening, but, like, and I get, and I get that they're showing us the transition, like, it's, because this is what I'm talking about, like, like, this episode specifically, and then some of the other background stuff of, like, you know, Tarkin and all that other stuff, like, put all that together to make one little miniseries of the transition to the Empire, because that's what this show is basically for. They're trying to show yeah. us the transition, but, like, a lot of the stuff is just, I feel like we're just spinning our wheels, and we're, we're just... Having a wacky zany adventure over here that really doesn't mean anything while we're giving you bits and pieces of, oh, here's how the Republic, you know, after after Order 66 and the Jedi fell, this is how we rolled the Empire out. Which I do want to know. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to string me along for 16 episodes with these other, like, basically just your little zany, zany side character plot to get to, to give me those nuggets. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if they had taken an approach to say, okay, let's do arcs straight off the bat and let's like just go for the arc segment <coughs> like Clone Wars did. Mm-hmm. Maybe then that's not that bad because then you know, okay, I'm gonna get an arc at some point that says this is like plot moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Clone Wars was. Like Clone Wars was a bunch of arcs that somehow tied into a plot all together. Sure. So an overarching for me, yeah. Yeah. So throwing in this Hera episode it- now is just like and don't get me wrong i love seeing young hair i'm a hair fan i love i love Road rebels i love seeing chopper both hair fans i loved that but in this late in the game in this show like what 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 are we doing is this is this a cameo of the week show because i feel like every episode there's been like a hey 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 remember this guy hey hey remember this girl hey remember that droid remember this like i just i don't know i feel like there's a bunch of member berries from south box member member you know like they're just just giving us all and i and I am a fan of that stuff. I'm not discounting it, but I feel like the show's existence is to be a cameo of the week. Almost. Do you know what I mean? The way it was put out to us was it was not going to be that. It was going to be, like you said, originally a team in space. And it's like, yes. What? Yeah, like we're going to go What's around, this? we're going to help people out, but like uh, we're going to do this. And, and the kind of doing that but uh, but not really it's focused on omega and hunter being coming father and daughter somehow or like i don't i don't know and i liked seeing the parallels in the in this episode well in these two episodes because you get the separatist planet which is over here yes 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 and that's a good so- point you can do that, and then you got the Republic planet with Ryloth, mm-hmm. and how they're kind of combating the Empire, or kind of how they're reacting to the Empire big, coming. They were big in the in the Clone Wars. You're right. That, that's that's yeah. a great point, and it's a great, like you said, flip view. <sighs> so I'm not I'm not mad at kind of the like the episodes. The episodes I think are good, yeah. but in terms of the overall storyline. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we doing? Why didn't why okay, honestly, why didn't we just if you, if you had these stories you wanted to tell, it feels like we're cleaning up the clone wars. It feels like like why couldn't you just say it's the clone wars? Just in it and put you know yep. what I mean? Put it like just say, hey, this is the 
which it is, but you know, we could, I don't know. It just feels like during the Clone Wars, like they had the plan to go to Order 66, and then they wanted to do a few episodes after that, but still call it Clone Wars, but they couldn't do that. So they're like, oh, no, no, no. Let's call it Bad Batch, and we'll still do the same thing. And it's just, I, I, I don't, like I said, I'm enjoying it. The animation is great. Like, I always enjoy being in the Star Wars world. I love seeing Hera and, and her dad, you know, and Cham Sandula and the Chopper, like Chopper being, I love all that. Like, you, Cad Bane, I'm a huge Cad Bane fan. But it's like, mm -hmm. what are we, like, what, that, like, I'm hoping by the time we get to the end, we go, oh, this all makes sense because all this flowed together. Because no, it, it right now I'm just yeah, going, and what? that's and that's what I plan to have us do kind of at the end is kind of judge the bad batch kind of as, as one season afterwards because because yeah. we're doing this episode by episode yeah. and really I hate I hate kind of doing this especially when the show is shorter than 30 minutes yeah because you really yeah. you really don't get a lot of detail in this not to say that it's not beautiful not to say that the episodes haven't been good but when you kind of put it together at the end of it, you can kind of see, okay, this is how much filler we got compared to this much plot. Uh, yes. Yes. Because they could all, like, somebody in a spoiler chat for that I work with for Full Circle Cinema, he was like, well, it seems like they're following kind of, like, the Mandalorian plot line, which they're taking a shit ton from the Mandalorian right now, so... Well, the Mandalorian <laughs> did it better, I, guess, I feel like, for The some Mandalorian reason. did it better. Yeah. But also, with... The Mandalorian had eight 30 to 45 okay, minute true. episodes Very versus true. this is 16 episodes. And it was brand new and shiny and like a, in a new kind of way. So like, I get it, you know, it's like, Ooh, go there. Yeah. So for me, I think you can kind of say, yes, this is kind of all in the same plot line, but his point was like, Oh, like at the very end, they're going to pull in, um, the sisters, they're gonna pull in Rex, they're gonna pull in Hera, and kind of had one big spiel. At they're gonna the get the Avengers kind of together. They're gonna get the Avengers mm -hmm. together. Oh, so, yeah, you're gonna have Captain Rex being like, being like, rebellion or rebels assemble, and he's just gonna be running out there. <laughs> yes, because you know, so, Captain Rex is definitely the Captain America. If, if we're doing if they're coming together, oh, with yeah. these guys here, Rex is definitely the, the Captain America. Oh, yeah, totally. <sighs> that's really in and of itself that's all i have to say about like this. okay so I'm like so pissed I, off with where the show's going I that i'm that's unable to talk about it like i don't i don't want to sit here and bash it because it is star wars and like i said i love the animation not like chef's kiss mm -hmm. gorgeous like the way they would it looks so realistic i love seeing the i love seeing the the, the walkers again you know the six like i can't remember the atst yep. or you know what i mean i love seeing those again uh, I do like seeing the clone trooper. Like in this episode on Ryloth, the clone trooper that looks oh. like he he has his faculties and like doesn't want to take Hera in and like yeah. he lets it slide. Okay, that's I love that stuff. Like and you know I did enjoy seeing Crosshair in there in the last like actually finally seeing him come up and stuff. Like but it's I don't feel like there's a there's an like I said I I, I like the batch but it's just there's always a reason for tech and echo to go off and do something. And then you, you know what I mean? A record gets hit on the head. Like, I don't know. It, and then, uh, and then Omega being Omega being okay. So she, now, now they, they didn't actually say, or did they say that she, is she technically, is she Django's DNA? Cause I know they said, they okay. still haven't said that. Okay. See, that's what I was going to say. Cause Boba's alpha, you know, and he's out and then she's Omega now. 
I don't want it to be that she's a Django and they just made the XY chromosomes and they were like, oh, she's a, she's a lady so we can hide her because her and Boba look nothing alike. But I do, like, if there's some kind of big mystery reveal of, like, uh, I, I don't know, for lack of it, like, Duchess Satine or whatever. I'm not saying that's just my fill-in name, you know, like, to find a, we, we cloned her or whatever. Or somebody else that we're not thinking of that's this big player, like, oh, shit. Like, okay, maybe that makes it worth it. But right now, like, she's Alpha and Omega, like, in the way they kind of link them. You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I do like Omega. She's growing on me more and more. I kind of like, I, I really did like her and Hera sitting in the ship. And, like, they're showing each other and they're just kind of talking. And she shows her her room. And, like, I, I really did enjoy that. But it's just, like, I don't know if that's what I'm looking for. I feel like this whole series is filler. And I don't, I don't really know... Like I said, I'm like I'm liking I'm liking the stuff, but the plot line and stuff is just this isn't this isn't something I have to rush to turn on every Friday. This isn't like yeah. oh shit, I need to know what happens. You know what I mean? Like I I gotta turn this on. Like I've gotta see. This is a oh I'll get to it uh, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Oh we're not doing anything Friday night. The wife and kid went to bed. All right, okay, I'll get check my episode out or. And that's yeah. that's disappointing because I felt. I felt like their other stuff, other than Resistance, was even uh, like Rebels got to the point where people were like, "Shit, that's appointment TV. Like, we got to be there for Rebels. Like, when they come, we got to be there." Yeah, and, and I just don't feel like they they've hit it with this. So, for comparison purposes, just because I find this stuff interesting. Sure. So here's young Bobo with his hair. Mm-hmm. In the Clone Wars. And then here you've got Omega. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm not seeing it. No, I'm not like, seeing it. Like, even the nose looks different. She's got to be somebody else. You know, she's got to be, like I said, fill in the blank of a character that we, uh, you know what I mean? That, that, that's from that era. But it, she's she's got to be somebody that we just, we don't know about or ugh, I don't know. There's even like a morph. Yeah. That's yeah. not really helping. That's not really helping. Anyway. But I get it. I get it. Like I said, I do like oh. Omega, the character, but like they're sitting. And like I heard people be like, she's a master fucking tactician. Why can't wait till her and Thrawn face off? Whoa, damn that. Like, you know, that little gif of like that escalated quickly. <laughs> like we went from she did some good shit in this episode to she's going to fucking take on Thrawn and the check. Get out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> But like I, I, I yeah, I swear to God, I heard that scuttlebutt of like, she, her and Thrawn, there's gonna it. be a fucking tech, there's gonna be a masterful battle of mine. What? She is twelve or thirteen or whatever. She is not taking down Thrawn. Stop it. I've never not heard that. Oh, I saw That's that on pretty Reddit. funny. I saw there a couple threads on Reddit where people were like, they were like, this is the greatest. Now we know her purpose. We know what her thing is. And then like immediately went to Thrawn. I went, D- whoa, we went from zero to a hundred. Oh, okay. All right. The that makes me I, did, I that makes me glad I don't follow any Star Wars Reddit. Oh, God. Like I had to that laugh probably... at it. Like I didn't comment. I just had to laugh and I was like, well, okay. I see I see what they what they like. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's good. They've got. They're, we're coming down to the wire, and hopefully, this all wraps up to where you know maybe, like I said, it's the Avengers. You get Rex and the Martezes, and you get Hera and Chopper, and like we get all these kind of people together. Even Cad, we wrote Cad Bane and Cut Laquane, and every cam, every cameo we've seen, everybody, somebody comes. Caleb Dune comes running back in, and like it makes sense. 
but right now I'm I'm just like I said, it's not a, it's not a it's not a Friday night. As soon as I get home, watch like it's not a even even if this was a Wednesday night because you know that's Disney's new thing. It's like oh people yeah Wednesdays are better. People they're gonna watch it on Wednesdays. Even if I come home on a Wednesday, this might not be like ah I gotta get to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I don't like saying that because I love Star Wars. I love you know I don't know I can I'm just talking in circles yeah. now so. Yeah, I don't. I don't I really. Have both any, I don't really have anything else to say about it because I don't feel like anything happened. You know, I feel like the Hera episode. Like, okay, well, she, I'm gonna. I'm dreaming of flying. Oh, we we know that because we saw her be a motherfucking badass pilot for five seasons, and you know, like commanding her ship. Like, we we know, guys. We know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's all we have to say about it without further bashing. Yeah, so. and, I, and I'm not trying to bash. So, yeah, I think we should just leave it alone. And hopefully the next time we record, we go, it makes sense. This, this was genius. Yes, because there's only five more episodes yeah. left. Yeah. So please, for the love of everything, make it make sense. <laughs> and where can they find you? When can they find you? Uh... Well, the, with the baby comes, can be spread. Okay, you can find me here every. Other, I'm, I'm, I'm back, baby. I'm back. You know, until unless the baby literally takes me away from it. But I'm, I'm back. Uh, you find me every other Sunday morning here with Katie at uh, what is it, nine central, right? right? Yep, yeah. nine central, nine ten central, eastern. Nine, yeah, nine a.m. ten. You know, and uh, you can find me here, and then uh, usually every Friday nights on Super Civil Servants Live at uh, eight o'clock central. So. Or nine, got the hundredth episode it. coming yeah. up this weekend. Yes, that's coming. It's coming. Well, I think Greg might be out of town this weekend. It might have to be pushed back. I'm pretty sure he's got something going on where he's going out to. I got to talk to him, but it's coming up very, very soon. So, like, we're we're very excited about that because not a but lot. I will make my return. I promise. Not a lot of podcasts make it to past in, into the double digits, and that's a real number. Like, not a lot of podcasts make it to ten. So, to make it to a hundred episodes really is some. Uh, that's some shit. So, like, you know, that does, does well, all that impressive. works on Greg. Yeah. But uh, that's it. And Katie, where can they find you? So, you can find me on Twitter. That is becoming more and more sporadic because I'm on it less and less, which is a good thing. Sure, sure. But I still check my messages. So, it, um, if you've got a question about Star Wars, you can send me a DM. Comments. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Comments. Like, more than happy to do it. Um, Twitter is at Slice of Katie, which is displayed here on the YouTube. Um, Ooh, wait, wait, wait. What we're talking about, uh, if you want to leave a comment on the YouTube video when it gets released, so we'll pull that up and we'll look too. If you want a question in the comment, even if it's after the fact, if you watch this video, you know, and it's after the fact and you're like, oh, I want to, you know, about this, put it in there. We'll, 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 fig- we will figure this stuff out to where we can answer questions if it's easier just to do it like that. So I just, while I was thinking about it, I just want to put it out there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I don't have an email for the show like I know Chris and Brent do. I probably should do that. Maybe that'll entice more people. So if that would help you too, leave a comment. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be talking about Path of Destruction um, in two weeks. So we very excited. Clay on. I need we to gotta get Clay on because I know he really, really enjoyed it too. So I, yeah. Yeah, we gotta get Clay. And I think Sarah is going to try and read it too. But I've got this book and then I've got Night Errant to read before Path of Destruction. So I will be reading the rest oh, of the day. And by the way, so. I, I bought the new copy of Path of Destruction to put on my show because I've only ever had it in audiobook form. So I'm just going to collect all the new copies when they come out since I know since I know they're doing it for sure now. That's when I picked it up. Yeah. Whenever you sent me the picture of the cover of the one, I was going by Target anyway. And I was like, okay, now I'll pick this book up because I was going to get, I, I didn't want to get them in all different ones, you know, like, so I was like, okay, yeah. I'll get all of them in this, in the same size. 
But do you do you see what I'm talking about on the cover where mm-hmm. it's like the cover shorter than the pages? I, well, that mine, the... mine, I don't think is because I looked for that and I don't think mine's like that. Oh. I'll have to pull it oh, out I'm next jealous. time. I'll have to pull it out and really check on it. It's in it's in the living room. It's too far away right now, so it's on yeah. my bookshelf in the other room. With me, just like I'm gonna be nitpicky about it because sure, sure, I already sure. have all these books, so I'm like. I really just want them because they're pretty covers. And if the cover ain't pretty and like perfect, then no. <laughs> so, right. but, sorry, I didn't mean to derail. I just want to bring that up while we we're talking about it. I got the book and I've been loving <laughs> it and I'm ready to talk about it. So. Yes. So, we'll be doing that next. Uh, I was very excited because uh, I haven't talked about that book with anyone. I've read it a couple mm-hmm. times in the past, um, but we'll go through that entire series. So, make sure uh, you're following the next couple episodes <laughs> for that. Um, uh, you can follow the show. It's on Twitter as well. It's at Star Wars Alliance without the A in the wars. Very important. Don't forget it. Um, my other podcast is Slice of Film. Uh, it is Slice of Film 1 on Twitter. I'm, I need to change that because that one really bugs the crap out of me. But um, <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and we just did Fast 9 uh, with Joe. Uh, so that was last episode. And then this upcoming episode will be a quiet place part two and uh i'll be dropping that this coming thursday so both star wars alliance and slice film will have episode drop episodes drop this week so yeah i'm on top of my game right now um but that is all i have so i want to thank everyone for listening or watching whatever time of day you're here and we will see y'all next time may the force be with you The Force will be with you, always.